Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So let's try to learn together in this podcast a little bit about leadership and leadership communications and a little bit about the new Trump administration that has taken the lead in America. Uh, There is a principle of both life and leadership that you can do the right thing the wrong way and end up doing so much damage that you might as well have done the wrong thing. And I believe that the Trump administration in its recent ban on immigration uh, has done something that ultimately needed to be done. And let me explain if you disagree with me right off the bat, ultimately needed to be done and could have been done very constructively, but they did it badly. They communicated it poorly. And as a result, we have absolute tumult in the United States. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, this last Friday afternoon, January the 28th, Donald Trump signed an executive order called Protecting the Nation from Foreign Terrorist Entry into the United States and issued it that time, announced it at that time. Um, the provision essentially uh, suspends immigration Uh, from Syria, Yemen, Sudan, Somalia, Iraq, Iran, and Libya for a period of 90 days. Uh, It calls for complete suspension of Syrian refugees uh, for an indefinite period. It also suspends the refugee admissions program of the State Department for 120 days while authorities review the application and adjudication process. So uh, all of this to say that there, the attempt here was to restrict immigration from countries that have, uh, have a record of allowing their immigration process into the United States to facilitate terrorists. Um, the goal also, by the way, is to drop the total number of refugees coming into the United States from 50,000 to 85,000, which was its max during the Obama years. Um, the Trump administration did not restrict immigration from the top seven most populous Muslim countries. So this was not primarily anti-Muslim. A lot of people misunderstood that. This was primarily anti-terrorist, and it was uh, anti-terrorism, an anti-terrorism a terrorism act focused on uh, the countries that have actually been known to violate the immigration process and in which uh, terrorists and from which terrorists have been facilitated. Now, I want to say it was largely a right move executed badly. What should have happened is that the United States government should have begun working intensely with countries that had allowed uh, terrorists to come through their process, come into the United States from their nation with uh, their passports and their visas and their certifications, um, their paperwork. The United States should have set objectives, should have set standards, should have set extreme vetting standards, and begun to make it the responsibility of those countries to check whom they were allowing to come to the United States. We're going to hold you responsible if somebody comes and shoots up an airport and they are from you, Yemen. You have to check these people before you send them our way. You have to check these people before you put them on Western-bound jets. You have to do it. You have to up your standards or we will cut off immigration completely. That's what should have happened. It should have happened quickly. It should have happened clearly. It should have happened through diplomatic channels. And it also should have happened uh, with a very clear 
uh, time limit on it. Uh, to do it the way that it was done, to declare it instantly, meant people literally got on airplanes from some of our allies, Iraq, for example, landed in the United States. And when they got here, their visas were no longer any good when they were good when they left the country of origin. Um, it was it was badly done. It was thrust on people. Um, Again, this should have happened gradually. Almost everything that the Trump administration has announced in this executive order could have been done and, frankly, should have been done longer term. I think even people on the left believe that we need to have a better immigration process from countries that are dominated or plagued by terrorists, that we need to hold those countries responsible for allowing uh, immigration, uh, terrorists to get on Western jets at their airports uh, Western bound jets and come and do damage. We need to hold those countries responsible. Again, if a, if a, if a, if a Somali or a, a Yemeni person gets on a plane, comes to the United States and engages in terrorism, we hold that country responsible for having allowed them to come our way. That That is completely legitimate. That's been the intent of a number of administrations, both Republican and Democrat, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with limiting the number of refugees. Uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with uh, confirming this process, uh, and there's nothing wrong with the suspension of privileges to countries that do not cooperate. All of that would have been found. A bit would have been fine. Most of it's been done by previous administrations, left and right. It needed to be done a bit more gradually. It needed to be done through diplomatic channels. It needed to be done in a way that was announced publicly, but it wasn't. It was done suddenly. It was done dramatically. It was done for effect. And it was done badly. Now, let me tell you, and let me bring now the communications consulting side of what I want to do, uh, of what I do professionally, to this discussion so that you can see why communications is such an uh, important part of a situation like this. Uh, Donald Trump signed this order on a Friday afternoon. That's usually when you are doing what DC calls throwing out the trash. You're burying stories you don't really care that much about. Uh, Instead, he did it on a Friday afternoon. He advertised it. There's art. There are photographs floating on the internet. He did it right after swearing in General Mattis, which was bound to get a lot of press attention. Um, And the problem is, of course, that, that you are doing it right before the weekend. And this this changes the news cycle a bit. Let me explain this for those of you who aren't involved in this field. Uh, by the time you hit Friday afternoon, uh, you not only are too late for the news usually normally to appear on Friday evening network news, um, but you also already have the Sunday morning news shows, which is pretty much all the news of consequence over the weekend, um, already booked. So the people who are booked on those Sunday morning shows are the ones who are going to be speaking for whatever's happened Friday afternoon. Uh, and then, of course, you do have cable news that runs 24-7, but you don't have your A-list announcers on there. You don't have the best analysts. Um, in other words, the administration begins to lose the ability to control the story. Uh, the administration begins to lose the ability to shape the story if something has gone badly. And so you basically have the Sunday morning talk shows, which, by the way, get more attention in social media the following week than they do when they're actually aired. Okay. But there's another issue, too, here. And again, this is that communication side of what I want to do that I'm bringing to bear in this conversation. And that is, if I am a president and I am about to launch an initiative I believe in or, or issue an executive order I believe in, um, but I know there's going to be backlash, don't do it on a Friday. 
Because over weekends, people have time to protest. They have time to create trouble for you. They have time to, uh, to, to get online. They have time to do a lot of things they don't have to do. They don't have time to do if you announce this thing on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Now, that might sound like I'm trying to avoid the people. I'm not. Uh, the fact is that we live in a democracy. The fact is the government's trying to get things done. Uh, the fact is there are a lot of, there, you just assume there's a certain number of people who are going to uh, oppose whatever you do. Um, if Donald Trump had gotten up and, and you know declared that people get another 24 hours to celebrate Christmas or something, um, he still would have had a lot of opposition. And by announcing this controversial act on a Friday afternoon, he not only did not have the ability, given the unique weekend news cycle, to control that cycle or to influence it, but he also uh, announced it at a time when a lot of people who have a lot of time on their hands had time to flood to airports. If he'd announced that on a Tuesday or a Monday uh, or a Wednesday, uh, they would not have had that time. You might have had some students show up. Uh, you might have had some folks who uh, don't have uh, time commitments uh, show up. Um, but you weren't going to have the kind of massive demonstrations at airports uh, that even led to beatings, people being beaten, people being maced. Um, it's dangerous. This is, this is part of where a government needs to be wiser about its communication. You can literally get people killed by the way that you announce something in a news cycle. So what should have happened here is that this should have been ramped up slowly. There's no hurry for the Trump administration to fulfill all of its campaign goals in the first seven days. They should have communicated with other countries, especially the, the troubling countries, uh, through diplomatic channels. They should have publicized what their standards were. They should have publicized what their goals were. They should have let certain countries know they would have their, their immigration completely cut off uh, if they didn't cooperate with a revised uh, program of vetting and security. Um, and they should have made that known to the American people. I think most American people would have said it's perfectly fine to require Yemen uh, or any of these other nations, Iran, et cetera, to do far more vetting and be far more responsible for the security um, and, and, the, and the checking of those on those who come into this country, get on Western bound jets, get on uh, American airliners um, and make sure that they that they are safe and then hold those countries responsible should something go wrong. That is perfectly legitimate. But to do it in one weekend and let it have the feel that it's largely about banning people who are running from murderous persecution in the first place almost sounds like you're cooperating with ISIS, like you're closing your gates so that ISIS can machine gun people at the gates of the United States of America. Now, that is pretty far from what the Trump administration attempted uh, or wanted to accomplish, but that's the way it's spun. And, and remember now, when it comes to politics, you're always dealing with two things, the reality, if you can find it, and the way it's spun, the way it seems to be, the way the press reports it, the way the average American gets an impression of it. And on this score, the Trump administration lost on both matters. They did the wrong thing that could have been, by doing it differently, the right thing, because the objectives were basically right, and most Americans agree with them. They did the somewhat the right thing the wrong way, and then they lost control of the spin, which is the same thing as saying you lost control of information about the story. So we have riots. We have legal actions. We've even had judges uh, oppose this action uh, based on inaccurate information. Most Americans are ill-informed. Foreign governments are 
are held to almost no account. In fact, they're allowed to sit over there and gripe and bellyache as though they haven't contributed to this crisis. And the, the main uh, enemy, Trump administration and the United States of America, badly handled, badly communicated, badly timed, ba- on a bad trajectory, and yet largely objectives that the Obama administration would agree with, previous administrations on both sides of the aisle have agreed with, most Americans, had it been explained a little bit better, would have agreed with. And if we just delayed a little bit and gotten away from the weeks of riots and demonstrations and people being stirred up and not doing it on a weekend when people can form quickly, you could have probably achieved noble goals wisely and we would all be safer. Right now, we're not as safe as we were on Friday at noon. Somebody in the Trump administration has got to get better at communication and also at formulating policy. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. His new book is Ask the Question, Why We Must Demand Religious Clarity from Our Presidential Candidates, available on Amazon. Learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is directed by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote, produced, and performed the podcast theme song. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.